Hi, I'm Michael Cashew. And I'm Adi Cashew, and you're listening to The WAG Podcast. This podcast is about health, wellness, and personal development. Each episode is a short conversation between Adi and I on a single topic with actionable steps. We cover everything from food, mindset, fitness, and relationships. We started WAG because of the way health and fitness changed our lives, so we hope to share a tool or two that helps you along your way. Yo. Hey, hey. Welcome back, guys. Today, we are talking about how your motivation can actually cripple you. Most of us tend to think of motivation as only a good thing, like the more motivated we are, the more successful we're going to be. Mm -hmm. And I think that's true in some ways, depending on how you define success, but too much motivation and without understanding what we're going to talk about today can actually lead, in my opinion, to... Uh, living a life that you look back on and feel like you never fully live, like you were you were constantly just trying to strive and achieve more mm -hmm. rather than actually be present and live your life. Yeah, you're living for the future, what I'm going to get. I'm motivated to get somewhere generally, not as motivated to be in this moment mm -hmm. right now, enjoying what I'm doing mm -hmm. right now. So. It's always like delaying happiness right. and delaying satisfaction right. for the future. Yes. And then if you are already a really motivated individual, once you get to that place, you're probably just going to want to get to the next place. Mm -hmm. So before we get into this, thank you to all of you that have taking the time to leave us reviews. We're super motivated by them and it helps us reach more people. So thank you. But not and too motivated. Yeah, not, not too motivated. <laughs> and if and if you uh, if you've been listening to the show for a while and you really love it, we would love you to take the time to go to iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to this and leave us a quick review. Please. We really just enjoy it and it helps us reach more people. And it makes us happy. Also, we are we answer a lot of questions on this show. Your questions. And we've created a place where you can leave us voicemails and then we play the voicemail and answer the question on the podcast. And if you're interested in having one of your questions answered, you can go to workingagainstgravity.com forward slash podcast, scroll down to the start recording button, leave us your name, where you're from, and a nice concise message in a quiet place and we'll answer it on the show. Yeah, we would absolutely love that. If you're listening to an episode and you're like, I want to ask Michael and Dee what they think about this. Please submit that question. So let's talk about this motivation thing. Adi and I are both very growth oriented. We're always, you know, reading usually multiple books at once. We're in courses and seminars and we're constantly trying to grow and learn and change. And what we've what we've learned is that it turns out trying to squeeze every little drop out of every moment of our life, every day, trying to squeeze out every bit of like efficiency and optimization and learning out of life can lead to feeling pretty shitty. And it can feel like we're not really enjoying or living in the moment. This guy named Nassim Taleb, N-A-S-S-I-M-T-A-L-E-B, is an amazing writer. He wrote uh, Anti-Fragile, Skin in the Game, uh, amongst a, a number of others. He brought up this amazing concept that as soon as you try to optimize anything for efficiency, it loses its fun and enjoyment. So some examples are 
when you try to read as fast as possible, it robs it of fun. When I was trying to get better at jujitsu as fast as possible and do everything perfectly, it lost its fun. I love interviewing people, but I found that when I tried to do four in one day and batch them together so that I was as efficient as possible, it stopped being fun and it felt like a chore. Yeah, that doesn't mean you don't want to optimize for efficiency ever because optimizing for efficiency can allow you to do more of the things that you love Mm -hmm. to do Mm -hmm. in a way that allows you to actually enjoy them. So if you have a task that's just taking so long and it's maybe like data entry or something like that, making that more efficient is not what we're talking about. We're talking about the things that you love in your life, making those as efficient as possible is going to take away the enjoyability. Yes, great point. At different times of my life, I've checked in with myself and have found that almost everything I was doing was in service of some of some future goal. Mm-hmm. And the traditional model of living, especially this especially relates to career, but the way that a lot of people still live their lives is the traditional model is I'll get into a job at age 20, 25. I'll stick to that job for 40 years and I'll just grind and I'll do something that I really don't enjoy or at worst, I hate in order to receive a pension when I'm 65. And then I'll be able to retire and I'll live my life and I'll enjoy life. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't subscribe to that model of career, which most millennials don't, right? For sure. A lot of people still operate this way, right? I'm going to sacrifice my own experience of life right now and I'm going to grind my ass off and I'll be happy later and I'll enjoy later and I'll take care of myself later and I'll invest in the relationships that matter later. Mm -hmm. This job makes me more money. This job has more stability and security, but I hate it. Mm -hmm. So I'm just putting up with it for these next couple of years so that I can then have enough saved up to do what I really want to do. And this doesn't mean that we should never sacrifice and we should never, we, we won't go through periods of time that are more challenging than others. And we have to really lean into work a little bit more or lean into a certain relationship more. But being in a constant state of I'll be happy when dot, dot, dot is a rat race. Yeah. I think that a distinction here is we're not saying that those decisions aren't necessarily what you want to make sometimes, but we just want to encourage you to make them consciously. Like I am consciously making this choice and I know what my other options are and I'm choosing this over that. Mm-hmm. And I know what com- what negatives come with this as well. So making a decision consciously means I know all of the good and all of the bad that is going to come with this decision, not just blindly choosing something because it kind of feels like the best choice but not really thinking it through. Mm-hmm. So Adi and I have both, I don't think we've ever said this verbatim, but we're both, we've both agreed to play the long game. And the long game to us means that we are, we are constantly striving for growth and change while also like thoroughly and deeply enjoying the moment, enjoying our experience of life right now. And we, we, I think the the latter is even more important. Like enjoying life right now is the most important and growth and change is kind of secondary to that rather I, than the other way around. I think we focus more on the enjoying life right now because the other one comes easier. Mm-hmm. So it's easier for us to do the striving and the achieving and we get the validation from there. It's mm-hmm. harder to do the living life right now because in a lot of ways you're sacrificing some of the growth and the achievement in order to do that. Mm-hmm. And we've 
made the conscious decision that we're willing to sacrifice some growth and achievement to live our life right now. It doesn't mean we don't want to continue to grow and achieve. We're just okay if it takes a lot longer or we're okay if it just never happens where mm-hmm. where we hope and dream for it to go because we're going to live life every day and enjoy it. This isn't the case for every single person, but in a lot of cases, living life this way, I think will actually make you uh, bring you more material success because you are more regulated. Your like your emotional state is going to be so much better. You're more grounded. Your energy is more balanced, um, and so the decision making that you this your decision making is better your confidence in yourself is better um the level of risk and the types of risk that you take are are greater the way that you think is is different and more you're a more conscious aware person it can bring you a lot more material success as well but if you if you go into it thinking like oh i'm just going to do some things that I, en- I enjoy so that i can have more material success i don't think it really works that way mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes because then you're still doing it in service of that goal. Exactly, and it is possible that it won't. It won't like maybe what you love to do and what your what uh, the word is dharma that comes to mind. But dharma meaning like what you are meant to do, what your calling your calling is. Maybe that doesn't bring the the type of success that you're hoping and dreaming for. There's this book called The Great Work of Your Life, and he talks a lot about this concept of the right sized life, and it's worth looking into that of just being in your calling is worth more than the material success in a lot of ways. And that's so hard for people to wrap their Mm -hmm. minds around. And I can totally understand why that's so difficult. Yes, but it is possible. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about how to play the long game. So first is I think knowing the things that you love to do just for the sake of doing them. Like what are the things that that you can just do that they don't you don't have to get better at them they don't have to make you money you don't have to get any validation you just love doing them because you love doing them first is knowing what those things are for you and if you don't know because you're not you're not making time for yourself or you've forgotten what you like to do as a kid a, you're totally normal, and that's like a normal experience. B, just start to experiment with those. Try a million different things until you figure out what things that you do love. So what are some of your things that you love doing just for the sake? I love creating community events, so bringing our friends together and cooking for them. It's like one of my favorite things to do in the whole world. I love cooking a whole meal that has multiple what do you call them? Courses, multiple courses and timing it and planning it. And I love watching people enjoy the food and bringing people together and having amazing, deep and insightful conversation. It's like one of my favorite things to do in the world. And it takes a lot of time, energy, effort and work for me, but it doesn't feel like work because it just is so, it's like, I love it so much. You love art. You I love, love art. I love cooking. Dance. I love dancing. I love singing. I love playing with the dog. I love spending time in nature. I'm sure once our kids get older, that I'm going to love being a part of whatever extracurricular curricular activities they're doing, whether it's coaching them or teaching them or being around kids. I love being around kids. Um, those types of things. Like it might be for you, p- listeners, coaching your kids' baseball team. Like you don't have to get paid for it, but you absolutely love doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the the takeaway here is just know those things that really light you up, that make you feel like, damn, I love my life right now. Things that even get you into a flow state. So 
we did an episode on flow state. I'm not sure. What was the title? Like, I don't think it's out yet. Flow state. I don't oh, think okay. it's out yet. Well, it'll be out by the time this comes out. So just Google the WAG podcast flow state. Um, and well, that's you're like probably a, an avid listener and you've probably already heard it. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, do things that get you into a flow state. Number two is once you know those things, or if you already know those things and you're not already making time for them because you're so busy striving, you striver, start making some time for them. And I I recommend if you're really not making space for yourself right now already, just start with one hour per week. So maybe that's one hour of spike ball. That's one hour of going to a dance class or doing crochet or spending time with a friend, whatever that is. Crochet, we have two friends that are crocheters. Yeah, Crochet is kind of cool. She like she gave me this face when I like. Brought up I just can't believe that that came up for you in your mind. Oh, but I also that are crocheting. Something that I want to <laughs> say about this one hour a week thing is, I want you to take a second, and if you do the one hour, and you're like, "Man, my life didn't change," or like, "Actually, I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would." There is this. This is true for me. I don't know if this is true for you, Michael, but when I've started to do something that I know deep, deep down, I love doing the first couple of times I do it, I'm still thinking that it's a waste of time. I'm still thinking I could be growing or striving or I should mm-hmm. be working. And there's this layer of maybe guilt or stress that's actually taking away from the enjoyment of the thing. So I'm not actually present with the thing that I'm doing. And so I convince myself that I actually don't love doing this thing and it's not worth taking an hour out of my week. Mm-hmm. But if I do actually make a commitment to do this for many more weeks at a time. So let's say four weeks in a row. I, I get I let go of a little bit of the the guilt. It yeah, takes me some time. Point. It takes me some time to let go of the stress and the anxiety and and thinking about the other things that I could be doing mm-hmm. to grow and how this is a waste of my time. Even though I love doing it and I know I love doing it, it takes some time. So I encourage you not to just do this one week. Don't just do this two weeks. It's an hour a week, and I encourage you to do it until you at least feel the joy that you f- you feel from that activity again, mm-hmm. because not feeling joy and love in it doesn't mean that you don't love it anymore. It could mean that your past conditioned behaviors, the way that you've been treating yourself is just leaking into that activity, and you need some time. It's like when I go on vacation, it takes me like five, a couple days before I can even like... like five, a couple days. No, I, I didn't, five is a lot. Five is a lot. It faster. takes me like two days to fully let go of the regular world and give in to being on vacation, which I'm trying to bring it down to like a couple hours, you know? So I just encourage you not to only do it one time. And as you implement this into your life of doing more things that really light you up and you just do them for the sake of doing them. The number three is continue to be growth oriented, continue to strive for greatness and reaching your full potential. And what that looks like, I get for me in a nutshell is a having goals, having very clear, inspiring goals and B having a system for revisiting those goals so I can hold myself accountable. So one thing that we do with that, that we've done with a lot of our staff and that both of us have done multiple times is the Lululemon vision and goals packet. And you can just Google that, get it for free online. It's an amazing exercise. So we have our vision and our goals set very concretely. And then multiple times per week in my journal, I look at those goals and I ask myself, what action could I be taking that to most aggressively work towards 
one of these goals. And sometimes I don't have any action steps for the day. Sometimes I have three or four and I just start to take that action. And by doing that and revisiting those goals over and over and over, by the end of the year, I can ensure that I've reached and I've done what's most meaningful to me in my life. And just make sure that if you're really serious about being present and living the life the way that we're talking about, like living, loving your life and working towards progress at the same time, make that one of your goals. Amen. What action to take today? Uh, I, if you don't, if you're not really clear on what those things are that you love to do, even if you think you are, it might be a good exercise to do. I feel like I should sit down and do this. Write down a list of five to 20 things that you can do that just really make you feel lit up and alive and like you love your life. And then carve out one hour at least in the next week to do one of those things, start experimenting or just start doing more of what you already know you love. Yes, absolutely. Have fun and enjoy it and live a little, guys. Peace. Thanks for joining us. Stay in touch by signing up for our newsletter at workingagainstgravity.com or on Instagram at workingagainstgravity. And don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us a five-star review, and refer a friend. We'll be back next week with another episode. Talk to you then.